back to another episode of Friends of the Vine Wine Podcast. Episode 45. Sorry for the lengthy delay between podcasts, guys. As you know, life uh, gets in the way sometimes. My plan is to hit a few more podcasts in the next uh, in the next little while uh, as everyone's stuck at home. Uh, I've got a few different ones lined up in the next little while. So this episode features a conversation between Grayson and I. Grayson's the general manager of the Hatch Wines. Most of you guys know I've podcasted with him before. And uh, I also podcast with Jason Parks, who is the winemaker for the Hatch. Grayson is the is the general manager, and uh, we had a great chat a while ago. So if you need a reference point on what the Hatch Wines is all about, please uh, listen to those episodes because... Uh, just a, they're just a great group of guys, and their style of winemaking and what the Hatch Wines represents and what it's all about is uh, you'll be well served to listen to the other podcasts. But this is a, a tasting I did about a month ago up at the Hatch Wines uh, tasting shed. It's a, uh, a rustic little shed, very cool, nice big wood uh, long table to uh, to sit and enjoy enjoy um eight different wines uh and i'll just go through them real quick i've i've actually laid it out in the liner notes as well which ones i tasted but uh grace and i ran through a ran through a great tasting so um we started with the whites the hobo series and that's the 2019 muscat and the 2019 gewurz and then we went to the 2019 bianco uh, then we went into a really good one, 2017 Black Swift uh, Vintoro Chardonnay, and that's um, a Chard Musque um, from East Kelowna, the Musque clone. Uh, that was great. Uh, then the 2016 Hatched Child, which is a Cabernet Sauvignon from the Monarch Vineyards in um, down in East Asoyas. Then I tasted uh, the 2017 Dynasty. And that's from their uh, their Hans Estate Vineyard, which is a great location. They've uh, they've had some amazing wines from there. Um, this is basically a Cab Sauv, Malbec, Syrah, Merlot blend. Um, that's down in East Asoyas as well. Then we uh, had what they call the Hatchfinity or the Hatch Forever wine, which is basically multi-vintage, multi-vineyard, multi-variety. It's a, it's a combination of everything. Um, real big, robust wine, uh, very cool. And then we topped it off with uh, the 2016 uh, Hans Estate Syrah, which is one of my favorite wines in the world, hands down. Uh, hope you guys enjoy. And like I said, look forward to some more uh, podcasts coming up in the next couple of weeks. Let's get right into this one. It's that orange blossom. It's that orange blossom I like. Yeah, that's like that. I love the orange muscat. It's got that orange blossom. Like just kinda. the the characteristic yeah. itself. Yeah, it's just super pretty. And uh, nice thing about it is it's like a more oil. Like, these two are contract uh, contrast, right? They're 
both both hobos, both aromatics. Yeah. Uh, you had the muscat. This guy, again, not going to hit the shelf for a little while, but is the 2019 Hobo Series Gewurz. So versus the more subdued nature of the orange blossom, this lives in that more like classic realm of florality where right. it's a bit more perfumed. And so And this you're saying one, this is kind of, this is Ron, like you're saying Ron Cornier's kind of influence on Jason to... Well, on Muscat, big way, this comes from... Seven Mountain Vineyard, which is East Kelowna fruit, so Vineyard Jump in this case, and it's 100% converts, all stainless. For us, everything's always dry. It's pretty classic, minus the mountain of residual sugar. Like it's, it's got a, like a razor blade of, of acid in that case. Like it's pretty cutting. You wouldn't expect it. And like the past couple of vintages of the Hobo Gewurz have been a little bit more oily, like more of that classic viscosity. Again, like mm. not the unctuous sugar, but the yeah, the the oily nature of it. Whereas this is just pretty. Yeah, they're both very pretty wines, but in different yeah spectrums. Yeah, like you said, it's got that little bit of acid. Yeah, you can, you can kind of you can right there. Little, not as soft as the other one. The other one's a little softer. Yeah, out of the two, I find this yeah. more round. Yeah. Whereas yeah. this is like pretty laser-like, really yeah. linear. Yeah, a little more cutting. Yeah, one of those cutting just by the nature of the word like sounds like it would have negative connotations, yeah. but in this case, it's real nice, and I think it's yeah. gonna be like a, a food-friendly banger. So you can throw it down with anything. These are out next year, or this year? Oh, they'll be out this year in the next like I don't know month and a. Nice. Month and a bit, I guess. You want to come back in April and we'll grab a couple. Yeah, we just yeah. want to like the the Gewurz were just kind of on the heels of the of the eighteen, and yeah. then as soon as it flips, just I like because it's like a cohesive series and it's all the Hobo brand. I want to try and have them yeah. all be the same vintage instead of like well that's it. 17, that's 18, this is a 19. Because yeah. then, like, as you continue to do that, then there's never, you're never going to hit that consistency mark. You'll be right. bebopping Marty McFly vintages all over the place. Uh, well, especially when you're trying to tell people about them. And if you're like, okay, well, this is, well, what bottle, oh, oh, you have the 17, oh, oh, no, you have the 18, and yeah. it's just like, it's easier to just keep it keep consistent. All this vintage or, or what have you. Yeah, and for us being that, like, so much of everything is driven by the, vineyard and the vintage it's nice yeah. to just at least have the consistency over the implications of the vintage on the various wines and so yeah, yeah. nice yeah totally totally different like I said but food pairing wise I could see I mean either will work really well yeah and the culinary side of the spectrum they can both yeah be on the same dance card but as far as like individual expression of the Varietal. Um, the muscat's got that nice like, yeah. roundness. Yeah. It's a bit more textured. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I, I guess at least right now, the way I view them, and again, they're really young. They've only been in bottle for a hot minute. I think there's slightly more interest and intrigue here. Whereas mm -hmm. if I'm just looking to make something disappear like I'm getting paid for it, I can make this disappear like yeah. I'm getting paid yeah. for it. And then you were saying all the all the Black Swiss are going to um, you're going to wait to release from the new location. Everything in Black Swift and Screaming Frenzy will wait until the new location. Yeah. 
It's just easier. Yeah. Well, then it's something. I mean, it's something to have. Like, why release it here when you have a big, big splash? No pun intended. You got a big splash coming with the new place. So why not have stuff that release? You know, yeah, like, and it's also one of those things, right? Like the portfolio here has always been really broad, and we're yeah. finally at the point where, as these individual entities yeah. break off and become more, like, allows for a bit more focus on yeah. individual things instead of like, hey, welcome. Let's taste across yeah, ten brands yeah, and see yeah. what sticks for you, you as an individual. Should, you a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Because they are, across the board, everything's great wines, but they are yeah. different kind of styles right. and echelons uh, as far as seriousness is, is, is focused, I suppose. Um, this one, I'm wildly in love with, and like it's uh, it's it's the new vintage of B. So it's the 2019 Bianco. It's like Bianco is the house baby. It's wine made the way that. We want to drink wine, and um, it's built for any and all situations. The the dynamic thing about this is it's maybe one of the fastest like releases that we've ever had. So this is 19 fruit and was sold out in like November, like sorry, late late October. The 18 sold out, and the 19 was back in the market by the second week of December. So it's like the most pure and magical expression of like squished fermented did what you needed to do bottle. the wine is in bottle and like it's just a really honest expression of 2019 which was like weird and cool and and short because mother nature decided to just like drop the guillotine and get cold in the beginning of september but it's allowed for these really great like more acid driven lean white wines whereas like bianco has always been driven by by Pinot Blanc, and it still is, but Pinot Blanc, depending on the vintage, can end up on that fatter side of things, where it's more like, slightly more opulent, more textured, whereas this is just that like, racy. It's uh, ever, ever since the beginning for us, making the house wine, some of the best wine, was always like an integral part of things, right? Like dialing back to the whole, like, Enoteca wine bar revolving door of, of the different brands and styles and like your house wine should be yeah. killer juice at a good price point and quaffable it, yeah. uh, it's quaffable it's really good like not just in the on the crushability sense of things but also it's from the home farm so it is like a true kind of um, all-encompassing expression yeah, of ourselves of, uh, in white wine yeah like acid-driven well balanced in, yes. in texture good representation of what the hash is all about totally yeah. I'll tell you I'll pick up I'll pick up some of the muscat when it comes out that's for sure yeah and uh, out of everything up until this moment Bianco's already out yeah right and like as an organic segue based on like the prettiness of the muscat do one more white we're gonna try the 2017 Ventoro Vineyard Chardonnay, which is like it's 100% Chardonnay Muscat, so it leans on the aromatic side of things much more in that direction. Mm. But cool. One the moment, though. I'm glad you were here. Well, one of those things that in the 
the past, I lived here in like a metaphorical sense of things that I was always here, but now I genuinely live here. Like I live just in the house oh, up that's, there, so my that's funny. my commute has uh, has decreased yeah. intensely. You know. <laughs> It's one of those things, whether I was actually here or not today, it could have just been like, yeah, yeah. hey, dude, I'm here. I'm here. Hey, yeah, I'll be down in literally less than a minute. So this came out in October. As far as Vineyard Partners concerned, new addition into Black Swift. Uh, so 2017 would have been the first, the first vintage that we worked with this property. So okay. Vintoro is um, East Kelowna Fruit. And like I said... Uh, planted entirely with Chardonnay Musquet. As you would know from the past, we've got a bit of a thing for Chard where I think we make like upwards of 10 Shards across the Hatch, Black Swift, Crown and Thieves portfolio and then other wines that we make under the yeah. kind of umbrella. Uh, but this is the first one is entirely Chardonnay Musquet so it's got that like, well it's just more vibrant. Yeah. More aromatic sex appeal than one might traditionally expect from Shard, but all of the Shards in the lineup spend varying degrees of time or have some semblance of an oak program on them, like the Frenzy Shard is, is the gentlest as far as oak is concerned, and this guy is deceptive because based on the based on aromatic characteristic you yeah. expect it to be a little bit brighter, but was still fermented and aged over just under two years in mostly new French oak, so it's like these two polarizing expressions of, of Chard where it's super pretty and also like very classic, like rich, decadent, oak-driven Chard. That's Ventoro. You know what I'm not? A Chard guy? I'm not a Chard guy. Yeah, you and everybody else. Right. Um, but, um, you know, so your 10 freaking 15 skews that you have. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. Well, and it's 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 got to be done. I, I'm not a, I'm not the California shark kind of guy where you got the big kind of creamy, um, you know, bomb, right? Yeah, and I, I need that. And we I mean, have this is, um, this is, like we have that super yeah. oak driven decadent style in the lineup, but yeah. the way I view the shards across the lineup. Um, or the way that we make Shard on yeah. the whole is it's like, I know it's fictional because there's no such thing, but um, like an equilateral love triangle. Fruit, acid, oh, you know what I mean? There's no such yeah. thing as an equilateral love triangle, but if you can keep those three things kind of yeah. in balance with with one another, uh, then you can go as heavy or as gentle on, on the oak side of things. It's just the other components or pieces of the puzzle have to balance it out. Shard's also just such a killer vehicle for influence and because we work with so many vineyard sites like the different pockets of dirt that the shard grows on will wildly change the shape and expression of it too. Well, I mean, we've had that we've had this conversation you had with you know somebody who says oh, I'm not a shard guy and then you're like well I'll find one for you like yeah. give, me, give me a minute and I'll and like I'll you know, yeah like totally we've, you said you've said something in the past with something similar where you're like you know yeah, That's just because you haven't had them. You haven't had. You just haven't. Yeah, you haven't you know, found the one that you, you love. And you like in my experiences yeah. here, as of the last little stretch of time, Ventoro, yeah. as much as it's driven by oak, has been Chardonnay for people who hate yeah. Chardonnay. It's the, acid, it's the, it's the, it's the balance of the there, acidity yeah. and the aromatic intensity of it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Kathy, this is Ian. Ian. Oh, this is hey, Kathy. how you doing? Hi, Ian. How are you? Nice to meet you. I need wipe my hands here. No worries. I just got wet hands. I don't want to give you a wet handshake. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, you, too. Wet fish flop? Yeah, wet I don't want flop. to do that. <laughs> and that's the thing about the Sauvignon Blanc site. Like, I like that acid yeah. level. And like you said, if you can find it in a shard, um, the oak is nice. It's got a nice texture. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really like that. Yeah, and I think, again, like coming back to like interest and intrigue, out yeah. of the shards, this is the least traditional, uh, whereas yeah. the other guys lean more towards. Well, and, and like you said, like this East Kelowna fruit. Yeah, and I, like 17 is not a super hot right. year. Yeah. Um, so yeah, everything about it in nature, like on paper, you should have that acid. Yeah. That's nice. I like that. Okay. I would pick that up too. I Wonderful. would pick that up. Yeah, it's a, we made it for the wine club. Hit the shop, like got released to them first, and then hit the shelves here after. Mm -hmm. Stop dancing around in the the light world where you where don't, I don't where you I don't, don't like I to don't spend live. that I don't much live. time, uh, and we can uh, take you to the dark side. Yeah, man. Take a photo photo of the whites. overwhelmed with stuff yeah. to do so I'll, I'll be kind and generous and even give you a fresh desk okay. wow he doesn't do that for everybody i'm telling you get used to it yeah. what's with the new haircut and everything i think so it's funny everybody thinks they got a haircut i'm just not wearing a fucking hat uh, <laughs> that's the difference and your your beard's slightly under control so yeah uh yeah ironically enough it is at the tail end of the winter when i'm usually my my fuzziest hibernation yeah. self. Yeah. Has, just trying yeah. to go for more aerodynamics, you, you know? Gotta, you gotta, uh, move, move faster. You gotta clean up for the, all the wine tours coming soon. <laughs> Streamline, man. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So this I'm sure we've had uh, across twice, multi yeah. multiple vintages. And it's in a really, really good spot in this moment. Like, it's coming through as most things do, like waves of evolution and progression over time, but like even in the last month and a bit has opened up in a in a seductive way for certain. So this is the 2016 Hatchchild. Hatchchild is 100% Cabso from Monarch, uh, which is in Soyuz. We get quite a bit of fruit. I would say some of, some of our best red fruit comes from, from Monarch. It's just the magic of the desert on the whole, I, I suppose. But 2016, if you're looking for more like big, showy, fruit driven or fruit focused, like that jammy side yeah. of cab, yeah. uh, this is not going to be that. Like in every sense of things, it is a more traditional, cool climate cab. So it leans back much more on like a savory or, or like secondary characteristics, like more spice driven uh, expression. Structurally, it's still there. Like it's still got good 
tannic crunch and, and weight. Uh, not as chewy now as it, as it was when it came out like a year ago. Like a year ago I would have said that it still kind of was in the demands food category, whereas now like if you just want a slinky, sexy glass of red wine, it's there. Yeah. Is that about what, 14, something like that? As far as the alcohol goes, yeah. 14 on the nose, uh, in, in fact. Um, if See, now we're in red. Now we're, yeah, now we're talking my four, language. Four, yeah. 14 on the nose if we, uh, in, in relation to what we talked about before, where yeah. everything on the back label is absolute. Absolute, uh, absolutely correct, yeah. Zero percent wiggle room no, and no, romance uh, yeah. copy. No, uh, no. no rounding up or drowning down. Never. Zero percent. <laughs> Scientific purity mm-hmm. and accuracy. <laughs> I told Jason to try and try and organize a cocktail or something. Yeah. One of these, but if I have to wait till April, then like it was a short notice visit, so I'm like, well, I'll come up and hang out and say hi, and then yeah. at least April, then I'll at least have more notice for people to try totally. and. That's a f- fortunate when you're like, are you gonna be around? Yeah. You be around? Around all the time. Yeah. Throw a rock at your door and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Still got some nice. Uh, it's not super big, but it's still got some. Yeah, some and that's the. It's not like a, you know, Australian big or. No, definitely know. not warm climate big yeah. or or concentrated, but yeah, um, and that's the tricky thing about it. Uh, it's like. So it, well, it's surprisingly structured because you look at the color and it's not crazy dark like yeah. it's it more in that ruby violet kind of yeah not there yeah Seventeen Dynasty Red, um, the Dynasty series oh, yeah. on the whole, like the the white kind of represents like a broad spectrum or is like all encompassing of everything that we do in white wine. So balance of like richness, texture, like weight, body, but also freshness and fruit and aromatics. Uh, it's kind of like the the full spectrum in, encompassed in one. Whereas the red. More so is about representing time, like the the vintage, uh, and so yeah, the growing season, the things that transpire, but also the, the vineyard. So we kind of try and identify what we felt was a vineyard that expressed itself really well on the whole. You know, like some vineyards, some things will do really well, some things won't do as well. Uh, so in this this case comes from Hans Estate, 
and is 50% Cab Sauve, 28% Syrah, and whatever the rest of 100 is, is Melbeck. Um, and it's, again, 17, not crazy hot, yeah. but long. So with the later ripening babies in, in the blend in that case, you still get the structure, but in a not quite as gentle as, as a hatch child vein, but it's more, it's leaner, a little bit more spice driven. There's dynamics of, of big fruit that kind of shine through in the background, but it's not necessarily like hitting you in the face. Yeah. Like it's more of a love, yeah. it's more of a love tap versus a punch kind yeah. of thing. It's got a bit of that leathery tobacco kind of. Uh, yeah. And I think, yeah, between the Melbeck and the Syrah, you've got all that like leather, spice bag, spice box, like cigar, uh, cigar, yeah, cigar box. box kind of, um, yeah. yeah, totally, which I love. And yeah. this is another one. I think maybe it's just where the portfolio as a whole is at right now in red wine, that a lot of the stuff that's come out in the last like year or year and a half, they've all been good. Some of them have been great the whole time, yeah. but now everything's kind of hitting this nice, um, stride where they're all just like slightly more magical than they were a little bit ago and it's it's so funny you expect as far as the evolution of wines to go that it takes like this huge turning of a tide or that it's going to be this like long period of time before there's like really noticeable evolution but it's a nice thing I guess about trying across the portfolio as often as we do or like checking in with these guys as as frequently as I'm able to, is every now and then, like even the difference of a week, you're like, mm -hmm. well, hello. Yeah. It's like it's like you're a stranger. You were a different character last yeah. week. That's you know, and that's one thing. about so for Australian, Australian calves, and I like that mentally, you know, eucalyptus, eucalyptus menthol, 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 and yeah. then with the south. So so hands is where where again? Uh, about as close as you can get to the border without okay. um, yeah. without so you being get that. There. It's a vineyard block just below Oculus Block, so it's a okay. pretty primo spot east to Soyuz Bench. And yeah. It's just like all they grow is big reds. It's it's on a pretty intensive grade as far as slope goes. It's heavy, heavy sand base to the soil. So right. as far as like checking off the boxes of things that big reds like to yeah. uh, to achieve their fullest and most Full seductive potential. potential. Well, and that's and that's that cigar boxy, um, just so like you just like you said on a on a secondary or tertiary level. Yeah. Just catching that. Totally. In the back there, it's so good. Yeah. Whereas like in and in warmer vintages, it's like super juicy, really inky. Cooler right. vintages, it leans the other one. Uh, like the vineyard produces gold all the time. It's just, it's on a sliding scale spectrum, as is, it, as is any vineyard, right? Mm -hmm. that's, that really is the cool thing about working with the same vineyards over and over and over again, yeah. is like, sure we could achieve similar stylistic expressions within vintage variations, but highlighting the individual location and how it changes year to year. Yeah. Like the, the Dynasty Red has I like that. pretty much always been hands yeah. focused. Yeah, yeah, I like that.
What, what year was the Smoke Show one again? 15. 15? Yeah, so 15 is the vintage that produced both of those wondrously uh, fiery hellscape driven... When do you think... We've got one. I'm thinking of opening it soon. The last time... I don't want to go too long, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, the last time I checked in with that wine, it was it was remarkable, actually. Yeah. Like, the smoke has intensely integrated itself, so now it's just like this juicy savory yeah. bit of, of wonder. The thing, the fruit... Campfire goodness. Yeah, like the fruit yeah. was so ripe. In the case of the smoke show, the smoke was very much at the forefront or core of that wine. Like, that was the intention is like we wanted to highlight and drive the fact that, yeah. like, yeah, this is what happened and if you can you can deal with it or, or at least try and embrace it and turn it into something. Yeah. Um, and it, we're all sold out of that. Like, I only... I only got to check back in on that wine because there was a, a, a wine club member uh, who had won and I yeah. ran into and, and wanted to, she's like, I wanted, I wanted to share this with you, see, see what you think. And I was like pleasantly, yeah. pleasantly awestruck by like, okay, yeah. well that turned out because I expected with that one, like we, the same vineyard Cab Franc that went into Black Swift, the smoke was like much more nuanced and integrated, whereas the intention with Smoke Show was that it was like <laughs> very much at the forefront and, and in your face. And I kind of face, yeah. I kind of expected it to remain as such, um, but even that, given enough time, really integrated almost as something that wasn't environmental but was was intentional. We all know that it was very much environmental. But yeah. What, you know what's funny about that is that I, I remember seeing a, an article by some Somebody. some scientists some scientist guys saying oh we've got we've got something now to treat um, to you know the, to eliminate the smoke uh, smoke taint kind of thing yeah and I'm like you're basically saying that you're going to spray it with some sort of chemical to, to get rid of it yeah. which for the the big you know the big box wine they may be able to save a lot of creeps, but you're basically saying you're going to spray it with something. You know what I mean? It's that philosophical side of... of well, it's the, that whole, like, is it style or or, right. or winemaker-driven where perhaps it's slightly more manipulative or is it just like a vintage and vineyard-driven wine? Yeah. Um, which, like... Yeah, there's all there's all kinds of yeah. preventive. It's a pesticide. There's all it's kinds a, of preventative a, research being done. Some of it's really cool, um, but it depends. Yeah, it all depends on the school of thought that you want to apply with the way that you're yeah. making wine. Well, yeah, exactly. If you, are you save, Are you trying to save the wine? Are you trying to? What What's your intention? You know what I mean? So. Yeah. You yeah. You just take what you want. It doesn't. Okay. I'm trying some of the new ones. Yeah. To try. So. Yeah. Yeah. Are these good choices? Yeah. yeah. That I haven't had yet. Yeah. yeah. I haven't had. Uh, but yes. Yes. I know how you yes. feel. Yes. We both feel oh, we like sauvignon. Yeah, for sure. The show, and then yeah, it's just pink. Yeah. Yeah. The rosé. How could yeah. it go wrong? True. Screaming frenzy rosé. Yeah, it's really tasty. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a lifelong subscriber to the hatch. Advocate. Lifelong. Advocate. Full supporter. So, this, um, 
It's a second crack at it. So anytime you see this banjo player and gourd wear an old-time string band suit and tie guy, has a painting called Doc Boggs, and it represents the Hatchfinity or the Hatch Forever, like the whole mm -hmm. nature of the infinity symbol is that it's like cyclical, continual thing, ever evolving. Um, the first vintage is in 14, and was a blend of basically what we felt was the best of all of the best barrels of everything from 14. We kind of changed the script in regards to moving forward. So this is the Hatchfinity, but it's non-vintage. Mm. This is a cumulative expression of what we felt was the best across all the vineyards and the vintages of 2014, 15, 16, 17. So it, uh, versus the whole, and it's ironic that we're pouring this wine after just talking about the whole vintage and vineyard driven side of things. Yeah. This one's not necessarily driven by an individual vineyard or an individual vintage. It kind of defies time in the sense that it's just representative of kind of our full style in red wine across a span of, of multiple years. And uh, so, you know, it's fun, like a, more artistic inclination driven project versus being um, a lot of particular style. Well, this one, because there's so many components of it, uh, it's, uh, that one represents the full, the full mm -hmm. team. Like you have little, little, little bits of Jason and all of the rest of the cellar rats in, in that. And it's deceptive, like aesthetically yeah. speaking, based on color intensity you expect it to be a lot more tannic a lot more powerful mm -hmm. yeah. but it's actually really lush like well although if you think about it like some of the components are six years old some are only three years old right. but it's um to me anyways it that one's that perfect kind of uh yeah like treads a line one, between this one funk. has some nice yeah a little bit of tannins going on that one and yeah this one's a little, like you said a little a little more integrated a little rounder. Yeah. See you. Bye bye. <laughs> See you Saturday. <laughs> I'll be here. I'll be here too. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Yeah. Enjoy. Let me know if you get into either of the pink today. Okay. I just want to know. I haven't had them outside of tank. Okay. Yeah. That's nice, I like that. This is, like, to me, um, it's, like a, it's like the Vintoro, the shard that we mm -hmm. had, where interest and intrigue is high, but also structural balance, like, is yeah. really good. Yeah. A categorical banger, in my books, anyways. Yeah. yeah. I like it. And then, we'll, uh... We'll finish this little ride with something that lives entirely in your wheelhouse because I know what you like. You know what I like. I know what you I'm like. Literally and, we're, gonna, and we're pretty freaking good at it. I am literally going to make a tattoo that says Pino Pino Pino. Not that thing that you like. Different thing. Oh, the other one. The other one. The darker one. The one that you like. Yeah. Your baby. Nice. So. I think Syrah is a thing that's that... My waist, that's my waist wheelhouse yeah. more than my wheelhouse. But I yeah. suppose so, but I know that it had reeled oh. you into at least a few of the ones that yeah, absolutely. that we have. Absolutely. Yeah. We just cracked okay, that yeah. one the other day. Maybe you don't... Um, 
maybe you don't love Syrah on the whole, but I think you dig ours. Yeah. Um, so this is a 2016 Hans Estate. So actually, I don't think, based on the last time that you were here, you would have had this. Like, there's always Syrah in Black Swift, but yeah. they come from multiple different vineyards. There has been previous expressions of Syrah that come from Hans, but this is the 2016. We had the Long Road one. It's a long road, yeah. uh, depending on the vintage, it's potentially also hands fruit, uh, yeah. but this is, uh, this is the long road we make slightly larger volume of, this one's a little bit more focused. Okay. Um, actually. It's, it's my, Syrah will probably be my number two after, after Pinot, it'll be number two. So, this is a 2016. Again, cooler vintage, but the vineyard is hot as hell. Yeah. Um, and just what I love, and I think we've Cheers, spoken Bobby. about this before, is that. Uh, Cheers. Um, thanks for thanks for hanging. Yeah, man. Um, what I love about straw is the diversity of expression within the varietal, because it can be on kind of all ends or all all, all sides of the coin or all ends of the spectrum. Of like intensity and weight and power to a point of being like almost masochistic, like rip your face off, beat you up a bit, red wine. Yeah. Or it can be pretty. This, I think, anyways, leans more on the pretty side of structurally. It's big, but on the aromatic side of things, it is is lush. It captures all of that like just like crushed violet, nuanced florality, uh, which like, that's one of the things that I adore. Like I would bathe in it if I could and 16 being cooler you got that like even under all that tannic weight and, and grip there's a great layer of acidity that adds like a brightness to adds a bright contrast against the dark intensity of, yeah. of the fruit like it's that uh, yeah, I don't you know you could, well, you you could make all plum. kinds of like analogies to like film or, or photography yeah. of like the balance of dark and light yeah. here is wild Yeah. Okay. You're more a Northern Rome guy too anyway, right? I love both, but pick or choose, ride or die, yeah, North versus South, usually. I'm a bit of a magpie though, I can fall in love with new and shiny things pretty fast. Well, if somebody puts something in front of you that, you know, can't deny. Yeah. What's nice? Mm. And it's layered. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, you got that florality, you got that violet, you got that plumminess. Mm. I guess you didn't get down the wine fast, eh? No, sir. No. No, I did not. They had a aged Bordeaux, um, among other things. They had like a um, like a separate kind of. So they had all the different guys all set yeah. up, and then they had like a table or a. They actually had it as an Eiffel Tower tent, which is kind of cool. And then they had um, there was a couple. Of, there was like aged Burgundy, aged Bordeaux, 
uh, something else. There's like four different little stations, kind of like within. They have like 15 yeah. year, so it's kind of like his own little separate thing. 15 yeah. year age Bordeaux. Just so you can dig into. Yeah. I imagine just somehow the producers that were present with more of their like current stuff give you right. insight into yeah. the progression of it. Yeah. yeah. But then Rowan was very well represented. Um, I was surprised that like there was a little bit of everybody else. Mm. Like like Provence there was like one table. Yeah. Um, you know, like uh, Burgundy was like a couple, but it was just basic, like nothing specific. Um, mm. But then the Rome was really well well represented. But it was it was good. It was uh, I, uh, overall. Yeah. I wish to have been there. Yeah. But alas, alas, this chunk of wood and these rusty walls sung a siren song so convincing that I was unable to I was break just gonna away. Say, it's calling your, the siren's calling, calling your name. As it does um, most of the time. The longer that opens, the more it, it softens, eh? Oh, yeah, man. Like, if you were to come... Like, this second, this third like if, sip now if is... I, if I were to just tuck this back under the bar right now, and yeah. you were to come every day over the next five days uh, in, like, 24-hour increments... To watch this thing open yeah. up and evolve is yeah. uh, is pretty pretty remarkable, and that's like I think I think that the Syrah is a test. Uh, the Black Swift Syrahs like across them like there's two two single varietal Syrahs and one like Syrah driven blend. Well, it's not Syrah, it's 50-50 Cab Franc and Syrah and Black Swift, and all of them are exceptional. And I think that it's exceptional not just because of ourselves and like winemaking practice in this case. Like I do think that the guys have a real knack for it, but it's just a valley thing. Like as long as the vineyard is south enough, like we truly have the ability to make um, truly seductive, like rival to anywhere else expressions of syrup. And that's what excites. That's what's exciting about like you've got you know lake country and you've got up north and then you've got down like literally at the border and yeah. all the differences between like you said like coming from coming from there it's just nice big ripe fruit and, mm-hmm. and then you've got like lake country pinot and you've got yeah the valley you know, i say it all the time but like it really is this like ethereal little otherworldly thing where there's so many microcosms of like yeah variance in, in topography climate what have you like all these little pockets throughout the valley that are just like pumping out yeah. magic yeah. but very 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 different breeds of magic all in really close proximity to, to one another and that's like it's always been so even, like the sm- even like the smokamine and, and yeah. down that way right like yeah smokamine is a the smokamine is a whole other otherworldly yeah. uh, thing yeah, and um, yeah, the diversity of it is stunning, and that's always been one of my favorite things about this portfolio, and, and like having these long-term contract growers that like span the whole of the Okanagan and, and Similkameen valleys is that at least here within this portfolio, like you can you can genuinely taste through the whole thing yeah. in one in one location, um, which is which has always been. 
Yeah. It's great. If you don't have the time to drive for a whole bunch of hours, but you still want to cover as much ground as you can, yeah. just come and drink through various brands in, in this little shack. Yeah. Thanks, dude. Yeah, man. It's tasty. Anytime. It is yeah. quite literally my job. And one of the only things that I'm any good at, so. You are good at many things, sir. <laughs> I will write you a check. I think we're going to leave it there for now. Thanks for listening. For more wine conversation and podcast updates, you can follow us on Instagram at Ian's Wine Truths. Check out our website for great photos of our guests, friendsofthevine.podbean.com. Take care. Have a glass for me.